In a world where today's young people have seemingly seen it all, heard it all, and done it all, it's easy for the religious elite and the garden variety cynic to conclude that, well, this is a generation beyond hope. And this thinking has actually been adopted by many of today's young people who believe themselves to be beyond redemption, even through Christ's atoning work on the cross. But when these young people begin to realize that Christ can actually reset their lives and cleanse them from the dirt and the depravity of today's cultural influences, hope returns to them. Helping parents put Christ at the pulse of today's generation. That's coming up next on License to Parent. Welcome once again to License to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherd's Hill Academy, a year-long wilderness-based, Christ-centered residential program for teens in crisis and, by extension, for their parents. Our host on License to Parent is the founder and director of Shepherd's Hill, Trace Embry, and I'm Rich Rosel. And Trace, uh, there are a lot of adults who are so discouraged with today's young people that they have practically written them off as unsalvageable, if that's, I think that's a word. But uh, you see it differently. Why is that? Well, I absolutely do, Rich. Uh, I think many of today's kids have had their fill of being victims of Madison Avenue, the entertainment industry, and even their smartphones. Uh, you're right. Uh, they've seen things, heard things, and done things that many adults uh never see or experience in their entire lives in previous generations. And uh, all that today's kids have gotten in return for all this uh, exposure is, is emptiness. Uh, I see it all the time. Your kids are wanting something real, and almost no one's giving it to them. Uh, I see youth workers amping up gimmicks and entertainment that, you know, it might get kids into church, but yeah. it's not keeping them there. Uh, they, they fail to understand that this generation really is looking for something to hang on to, spiritual meat. They're hungry for God. I don't know why more people don't understand that, uh, but there are reasons that kids are leaving the church in droves and, and that the average new teen convert to Christianity only stays in church 8 to 11 weeks. Church shouldn't be an enterprise. Uh, I think it was uh, Oswald Chambers said the church ceases to be a spiritual society when it's on the lookout for the development of its own organization. Hmm. Uh, young people aren't looking for more entertainment or excitement. They have plenty of that. Uh, <laughs> and, and they certainly don't want to be a number. They're, they're actually seeking something genuine, the one true God, whether they articulate it in that way or not. And it sounds like our guest today understands that, and I'm really anxious to talk to him. Yeah. Well, we do know that God is truth. I, I personally know a lot of young people who would say that they want to find what is real. They want to know what is true. Mm -hmm. and, and today's guest we should be able to help us uh, and help them find what they're looking for. Nick Hall has talked to millions of young people around the world as founder of the ministry Pulse and the leader behind the Reset Movement. He's uh, coordinated the uh, Together 2016 gathering at the National Mall in Washington, D.C. Of the millions of folks that Nick has talked to, though, he has had, and this is amazing, over 500,000 people respond publicly to his call to let Jesus reset their lives. Uh, Nick sits on numerous national leadership teams, as well as a student advisory team for the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. He has a master's degree in leadership and uh, Christian thought from Bethel Seminary in St. Paul, Minnesota. And Nick and his wife, Tiffany, live uh, just down I-94 in Minneapolis with their two kids. Well, I used to live down 94 in uh, Northwest Indiana with my five kids. <laughs> there you go. You're practically neighbors. <laughs> Nick, welcome to the Licensed Apparent Broadcast, brother. Hey, glad to be here, guys. Uh, Nick, you started a, a, a ministry when you were in college called Pulse. Tell us about that and the reset movement you started. Why did you start it? 
Yeah, so we were students uh, up in North Dakota, which is kind of where I grew up, and uh, we were just praying for change on our campus. There was all kinds of, you know, just issues, depression, suicide, substance abuse, uh, kids walking away from their faith, and uh, really just out of prayer, um, I wrote this paper in my English class at this secular university, and the title of the paper was Pulse, and it was really just a proposal. It was a dream of seeing God move on campus and uh, presented the paper to my class, most of them, you know, not religious or involved at all. Mm-hmm. And it was just talking about um, what would it look like to put on an event that was all about the hope of Jesus. And uh, got such a great response. I photocopied it, handed it to friends, and it just took off. It became this massive student movement. We had 8,000 students come out, and then it spread across our state. In a secular school. students. In a secular school. Secular University. Mm-hmm. Yeah, secular University. Awesome. And, uh, and really, this reset message kind of came out of that. I mean, we were, we were seeing so many of our friends come to faith, uh, but there was a lot of confusion around a lot of the church words that we were using. Mm-hmm. Like, people were like, what are you talking about? You know, and, yeah. and so a student literally said, you know, what we're praying for is we're praying that our generation would be reset. And uh, we said, what do you mean? And he said, well, you know, when I, when I play video games, I hit the reset button and it gets it working again. Yeah. Turns and, like uh, I understand. we said, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then it was like, we looked up the definition. It says clear past errors, get the system working toward its created purpose. Mm-hmm. And we're like, man, that's what the gospel is all about. And yeah. so people have carried this message around the world Hundreds of thousands of people have, you know, prayed these reset prayers, seen people just change. Jesus is moving in this generation. That is awesome. Nick, I don't remember who said it originally, but I love the saying, it occurs to me that nothing ever occurred to God. Um, And in this case, I've heard it said that the millennial generation, the people who call themselves millennials, they're not as concerned with having prestige and power. They're not as concerned with having a high-paying job. They want their lives to count for something. Mm-hmm. They want to do something that's going to change the world. So it sounds like you are reaching and talking to a generation primed for this, just waiting for you to introduce what that real reset needs to be. So your timing is spot on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been amazing. I mean, we really do believe that, you know, people look at the negatives, right? And I think it's easy, you know, and and there's some real stats. I mean, kids are walking away from the church. This is a biblically illiterate generation. Uh, They're turning away from institutional religion and just any institution, really. I mean, it's just like, you know, this isn't the generation that's wanting the big box stores, right? We want to shop local and eat organic and we want to, you know, whatever. It's like all these kind of somewhat goofy things, but but you look at it and say, man, this generation, they don't want to go through the motions. They want something real. They want mm-hmm. something authentic. They want a cause that matters. And we really believe, man, that there is no greater cause than following Jesus. Amen. There is no greater leader than Jesus. There is no, nothing that you can be more passionate about, more excited about than, than the call of Christ. And so, man, we just believe it. It's, it's, it's honestly like when you think about it, it's not fair. Like it, the world's messaging doesn't hold a candle to the message of Jesus and the message of the gospel. And so, man, we just want to take it back to that simple message of Jesus and invite people into this experience of, man, let's follow him. Let's see what he can do in our generation. Let's carry this message to the ends of the earth. And, and, and it's been incredible, like just seeing this generation really unleashed 
and uh, leading these events. I mean, this gathering, you know, on the National Mall and every event we've done. I mean, these are these are young people. These are millennials and teenagers and college kids. They're leading the charge. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. You know, there are a lot of parents uh, listening to this broadcast that um, trying to figure out how to deal with their kids. You know, kids living in an absolutely insane world. What do you see as some of the top things that parents need to know most when it comes to uh, what their kids are actually struggling with today? Uh, what's affecting kids most today, positive and negative? Yeah, I mean, I just, I just really encourage parents. I mean, I mean, there's several things, but I mean, I just, I believe in the power of prayer, and so I just mm-hmm. encourage parents to pray for your kids. Um, so it's almost like talk to God about your kids and then spend your time listening to your kids. You know, so it's like, yeah. if you have to say things, like, say that to God. And and then when you listen, like, just listen listen to your kids. As opposed to coming first with, like, all these things that you need to fix and all these things that are wrong. Like, I think this generation is, is longing for uh, adults and people to speak into our lives. They're longing for love and acceptance. Mm-hmm. Um, this generation, they've been bombarded you know, with all kinds of pressures and all kinds of, you know, temptations and, you know, even in terms of these uh, reset prayers. I mean, I would say the two most prominent are reset my purity and then reset my self-image. And, uh, you know, and this is a generation that their childhood has been robbed. You know, their innocence has been robbed. It's been robbed by things they've seen. It's been robbed by things they've experienced. It's been robbed whatever. And then it's, it's driven into this, this self image of like, man, I'm, I'm nothing. People don't care about me. You know, uh, nobody loves me. And, uh, and so I just think, man, we need adults in our life that are going to pray for us, that are going to encourage us, that are going to be champions for our cause yeah. and are going to believe the best in us and the best of us. And I think we need to come back to the hope of the gospel and the fact that, man, Jesus loved those that are outside sure. and Jesus welcomed those that were broken. Sure. And, and those are the ones that are the most, you know, they're ready. Yeah. And I think that's why this generation is so receptive because it's a broken generation. Well, Jesus also said, you know, if you've been forgiven much, you love much. And I think this is a generation 100%. that loves much. And before we get too critical of today's generation for the things they're involved with and seen and exposed to and engaged in, we have to remind ourselves that as adults, we laid this foundation for, the, yeah. for this generation. I mean, we're, we're responsible for uh, a lot of the stuff that our kids today are seeing and engaged in. Yeah. By the way, I, I I mean no disrespect toward the cause of Christ, but uh, I'm sort of seeing a little bit of the Wizard of Oz in your in your story here because— not that we're off to see the wizard, but you know we're on a journey to find Christ and to find this reset. And you're welcome to come along. There's plenty of room on the yellow brick road, so to speak, to you know to invite the people that you meet along the way. Within and underneath all this, uh, Nick, you wrote a book called Reset: Jesus Changes Everything. And I know in that book you talked with a girl named Michelle, who um, may be emblematic of perhaps millions of young people around the world today. And and her story, I think, is very interesting. Can you tell us a little bit of the Michelle story and what parents might be able to learn from that as they relate to their kids? Yeah, totally. I mean, I think uh, I think Michelle uh, is just, you know, um, she was a sweet girl that came to one of our events, and uh, man, she uh, she was hurting. You know, she was broken, and she came up to me after an event, and she was she was angry 
you know? And, uh, and she just was really open about it. You know, I hate, I hate the church. I hate Christians. I hate preachers, <laughs> you know? And I'm just like, this is, you know, this is going really well. But again, it's just, I'm trying to listen. Right. And so Michelle's like saying all these things and just all these negatives. And she's like, but something happened tonight while you were speaking. I started to hear this voice that said, Michelle, I love you, Michelle, I love you. And she's like, I was looking around trying to figure out who was saying it, but there wasn't anybody there. And then just look at this glimmer in her eyes. Like, I think God was, was saying he loves me, Nick. And, uh, and I'm like, I think, I think God does love you, Michelle. And she said, you know, something happened. And all of a sudden, like you're giving this invitation to turn to Jesus. And I stood up. She's like, and I prayed, you know, I asked Jesus to lead my life. And all of a sudden she threw her fist out at me. And, um, at first I kind of stepped back cause I thought she was like throwing a hook or something. You know, <laughs> I was like, you know, I'm not, I'm not the biggest guy. So you got to watch yourself, you know, and, sure. and but, but her, with her fist outstretched, there's something clenched in her hand. And she said, Nick, I've, for five years, every morning I've put on this necklace and every day it reminds me that I'm worthless. And she opened up her fist and it was literally a razor blade on a chain. Oh my gosh. And she just said, you know, I've been, I would take this off and I've used it to cut my arms and cut my legs. And, uh, but she said, Nick, I don't want to wear this anymore. Uh, she said, I don't want to see myself the way the world sees me uh, one minute longer. Uh, will you take it? You know? And so it was just this, you know, obviously incredible moment. So there we are. Michelle, her friends were all just crying and embracing and just praying, like just thanking God for freedom and, and just praying over her, like, and just trying to, you know, encourage her with some steps, you know, as she's, as she's going after this thing. But I think what happened in that moment was really symbolic, uh, because I think a lot of us, and this isn't just young people, I think this is everybody, but, uh, the devil, I think really loves to make us think that we need to battle whatever it is by ourselves and we need to keep it in secret because if anybody else knew about it, mm-hmm. they wouldn't love us. They wouldn't care about us. And I think the opposite is actually true. Mm-hmm. Like when we bring those things from the dark into the light of Christ, he's able to begin the process of healing and we're sure. able to bring other people into this journey. And it actually brings freedom to many. Absolutely. Right? It's not actually judgment that results. It's freedom that results. And mm-hmm. so what happened as a result, Michelle's like, I'm like, Michelle, can I share your story? And she's like, yes. And so like every night I would hold up this, this razor blade on a chain. I'd tell Michelle's story. And then lines of kids and adults would come with whatever it is that they needed to be free of. Someone would write it down on the card. A bunch of them would bring them. We had a ton of razor blades. We had bullets. We had pill bottles. We had... I mean, condoms, I mean, anything you can imagine. And we started, we had so much contraband. We actually started to put out trash bins. We call them reset bins. Hmm. You know, we're just like, whatever it is in your life that needs to be reset, Jesus wants to meet you where you are. And it just became this incredible thing, all just because this teenager was open to God's voice in her life and willing to just say, God, would you forgive me? Would you heal me? Would you set me free? Yeah, that's awesome. And it's amazing how difficult it is for us to give up the things that are hurting us so badly 
And yet the freedom that we feel once we're able to open our hands like Michelle did, it, it, it's an unbelievable feeling and one that we would join you in hoping everyone can experience. Our guest today on Licensed to Parent is Nick Hall, founder of the ministry Pulse and leader behind the Reset Movement. His book, Reset, Jesus Changes Everything, is available at Amazon.com. And you're listening to Licensed to Parent. You'll find us online at LicensedToParent.org. Back with more conversation with our guest, Nick Hall, right after this. Being a teen in today's culture is tough. Being a parent of a troubled teen can be even tougher. If you feel like pulling your hair out, or worse, your family may be in crisis. (gasps) Sometimes we make light of our family situations to help us deal with them, but that really doesn't fix the underlying problems. Shepherds Hill Academy is here to help find the root of the problem, as well as healing and hope. But if residential care is not a fit for you, Shepherds Hill Family Coaching can provide you with decades of experience from the front lines to help you overcome the challenges your family is facing. And best of all, we meet with you where you are with simple phone calls. Family Coaching is a dynamic partnership that helps you discern God's will and reach goals for your family that are biblical. Basically, live the life your family was designed for, and that's no joke. Learn more at helpmytroubledteen.org forward slash coaching. Hello, this is Dave Barton of Wall Builders. You know, history repeatedly validates the many benefits of an authentic biblical worldview. The Licensed Apparent radio broadcast helps restore that worldview back into the hearts and minds of today's parents. And Shepherds Hill Academy successfully demonstrates that troubled teens and their parents can still experience the abundant life while being fully equipped to win back our culture to biblical truth. The Licensed Apparent broadcast teaches timeless biblical principles and answers that are lived out every day at Shepherds Hill Academy. Both demonstrate that a biblical worldview provides guiding principles that work successfully every time they're applied. With the generous gifts from people just like you, we're able to provide parents with practical insights to navigate the challenges families face in today's culture, as well as helping troubled teens in our year-long residential program. To learn more and to donate, visit LicensedToParent.org. You're listening to Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy. Again, you'll find us online at LicensedToParent.org. And uh, our guest today on Licensed to Parent, Nick Hall, the founder of the ministry Pulse and leader behind the Reset Movement. We're talking about his book, Reset, Jesus Changes Everything. It's available uh, at Amazon.com and other online locations. Uh, Nick, uh, we've been talking about how people are coming forward in droves to pray these prayers to reset their lives and, you know, reset uh, all all aspects of their lives. I know that it's very important for people to make a declaration for Christ, to to commit their lives to Him. But um, saying it is one thing, walking it out is quite another. And in our society where People are easily ostracized or criticized for for living out their faith. What counsel might you have for young people who make a decision for Christ and and for the parents of those young people about how to move forward and how to stand strong? 
Yeah, I mean, our heart everywhere we do these events or gatherings, and this is the same whether I'm in a coffee shop or whether I'm in a stadium, I mean, we want to build a bridge to where uh, this generation is at, and we want to move the discussion towards Jesus. And and so our, our desire at that point is once we kind of uh, set that, that stage, if you will, and, and are in that conversation, we want to give them every opportunity to connect and engage. And so for us, that looks like, man, we're trying to get people connected to lo- the local church. We're trying to get people into small groups. We're encouraging people to have accountability systems in their life, um, you know, and so We'll do that. I mean, we, we have we have text messaging, you know, response systems we'll use. We have social media engagement that we'll use. I mean, we'll make phone calls to every person that would respond at one of our events. But at the end of the day, it's all we're trying to take people from an experience with Jesus into the community of Jesus, into the community of Christ, which is the church. And so it's one thing... Um, you know, to hear about it, it's another thing to kind of take that next step. And so that's our goal is we want to get you connected to God's word and connected to God's people, because we really believe that that's where you can flourish. And that's where uh, these decisions can be sustained. Hmm. Well, Nick, many, many parents are losing their teenagers to the influence of our postmodern and relativistic culture rather than the influences of, of Christ. How can parents do a better job of cultivating an environment while their kids are still at home uh, where they can come to own their own faith? You know, I think having a uh, a culture where questions are welcome, mm-hmm. you know, one thing that, that I think is often a problem, you know, in the church and in just maybe it's families, whatever, is, you know, we, we kind of uh, minimize questions and we uh, make light of, uh, you know, doubt, or we try to say like, oh, you'd have to be, you know, ignorant to think this, or what were they, you know, and so it's like if a young person has a question about God, sure. or questions their faith, or, you know, thinks about whatever, I mean, whatever the issue is, um, there can be this feeling of like, this isn't the place to wrestle with those questions. You right. know, I need to, I need to deal with them on the inside, yeah. and then I'm, and then ultimately they're going to find somebody who's going to help them, and, and, and unfortunately, most of the time it's not then, then it's not in the home. Then it's not yeah. in the church. It's, it's in the locker room. Or Google. And so, yeah, or Google, yeah. exactly. Right. And so I think, man, I just think uh, for me, even with my kids, I mean, my kids are little, but like, man, I want to engage culture and I want to have my family, like, just be aware of the things that are going on and be able to, like, talk about them and reason and, like, and, uh, and, and just to be able to say, you know what, there's some good points here. Yeah. There's some good questions here. And, you know, and what are you struggling with? What are you thinking about? You know, I think just an, a culture of openness yeah, is I, so important for, for young people. I hope parents have, have really ab- absorbed that answer because of that, that is the spot on answer, uh, giving their, your kids the freedom to ask those questions. Because as you just said, I, I think a lot of kids feel like, oh, there's certain questions you just don't touch. But man, as soon as they're out of your uh, uh, out of your watch, <laughs> they got Google and a million social media friends who are going to be asking those questions, and, and they they're not going to have any answers to, and, and they might fake their way through the years that you're bringing them up, only to exit uh, the church uh, when they move out. Uh, all great revivals down through the years have begun with young people, and I know that you, uh, Nick, have a, a hunger for revival in America today. 
What do you see as the greatest obstacle to revival in America today? You know, I, I just think we need to turn to Jesus. I think every revival has been marked by uh, movements of prayer, movements of crying out to God. I think we need desperation, and uh, we need just this generation to turn. Um, you know, I, I just see that, you know, throughout history, it's like it takes these moments for people to wake up to where hope is found, where power comes from, to where the light comes from. And I think that we're living in one of those moments. It's a crossroads moment for our nation. It's a crossroads moment for this generation. And, uh, and I'm full of hope and full of faith that I think we're going to respond in prayer. We're going to turn back to Jesus. Uh, we're going to turn from whatever else we've been putting our trust in. And again, going back to the beginning of our discussion, I mean, this isn't us coming to God to fix everybody else. This is us coming to God because we need him ourselves. Of all the people that need revival and where revival starts, it needs to start in our heart. Um, What more can people do? How can they find out more about the Reset Movement and get plugged in moving forward? Yeah, people can hop online, uh, resetmovement.com, as well as pulsemovement.com is really our our ministry's site. And uh, we're doing events all over the country and around the world. And so we just really... Uh, we really believe that now is the time, and uh, and so we want to keep being bold and uh, going to places of influence and centers of culture and uh, communicating the hope that's found uh, nowhere else but Jesus. And so we're just we're going after it. And uh, man, if you have that heart, then uh, join the movement. Uh, shoot us an email. Let's partner together. We're just wanting to uh, you know lift up Jesus. Awesome. awesome. Well, Nick, you're a man of prayer. So would you take just a few seconds and, and pray for our, uh, the parents who are listening to this broadcast, that God will give them the, the wisdom and the strength to, to lay the groundwork for revival in the, in the young people of America today? Let's pray. Let's yeah, God, it. thank you so much for the chance to come before your throne of grace. Thank you that you care about us, that you love us. And, uh, Lord, thank you that uh, you have the answers, God, that you're not intimidated no matter what we're facing, no matter what we're going through, no matter what our kids are going through, God, you know what to do. Yes. And so, Lord, we just pray, God, as parents, uh, Lord, we, God, we know that you've called us to lead, but we need to be led. Yes. And so, God, I just pray that your spirit would move in the hearts of each person that's listening, God, and that you would drive us to our knees and remind us, God, where our help and where our hope is found. And, Lord, I pray that our parenting would be anchored, God, in, in time with you, mm. uh, God, because there's no substitute for time with Jesus and time spent in your presence. And so, God, I pray for each family situation. I pray for kids that are wayward. God, we pray that you would uh, draw them or that you would bring godly influence into their lives. And, uh, God, we just pray in the name of Jesus that you would revive this generation and, Lord, just help us to know what we can do. Lord, and if if all we can do is pray, God, we know that that's the most important word. Mm. And so, God, we just pray that you would call us to our knees and then that you would show us, God, the steps we can take each day. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Nick that. Hall is author of the book Reset, Jesus Changes Everything. You'll find that book online at Amazon.com. Nick, thank you so much. It's been a blessing. Absolutely. Hey, thanks, guys. And you'll find us online at LicensedToParent.org. You'll also find past programs that you can listen to covering a variety of topics of interest to intentional parents just like you. You can also check out and subscribe to Trace's blog. 
And while you're on our site, I invite you to prayerfully consider becoming one of our ministry partners of Licensed to Parent. It does cost a lot of money to produce a national radio program, and we can't do it without your help. It also costs a lot to send a child to a year-long residential program like Shepherd's Hill, and that's why your donations are so vital. When you give to support this ministry, you enable us to continue helping families through this radio outreach and through our Shepherd's Hill Scholarship Fund. Remember, all donations are tax-deductible, and you can give securely online at LicensedToParent.org. For Trace Embry, I'm Rich Rosel. If you were blessed by today's program, please tell a friend. Then plan to be with us again next time to renew your License to Parent. And remember, folks, if you don't train your children, somebody else will. God bless you. See you next time.